Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast. It's your host, Stephen Black, as we come together sharing stories and strategies for supporting TCKs in all walks of life. Not too long ago, no, that's a lie. It was a little while ago. A little while ago, I was listening to um, Going to Be Gone. I was listening to Going to Be Gone on Culture Mix, and I was like, it was one of those pieces that just kind of grips you if you, uh, if you relate to it. It's just, it's just gripping. And so I looked up the author, Caleb, who I have here on the show to talk about his story. So Caleb, number Hello. one, welcome to the show. Number two, where are you from, Thank Caleb? You. Where am I from? <laughs> That's a good question for a TCK podcast. Um, well, I guess you could say I am from India, but I was uh, born in Regina, uh, grew up in India for 12 years, then Malaysia for five. Um, and then after that... Uh, I've been in Canada for two years now. Okay, very cool. And um, what are you doing in Canada now? In Canada right now, I'm currently just taking uh, post-secondary, which I'm doing like sound design and music composition, which I actually got into from doing my spoken word kind of stuff because I was moving into doing more of the music for the background and kind of more of the, the full creation process of them. So then I, I got drawn into like the music and audio production side of things. No kidding. That's cool. So you, yeah. it's been kind of, sounds like it's been kind of an organic process of growing into music and engineering and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think any TCK would say that kind of going through life, they've kind of found their way just by going with how things are happening, just rolling with the punches a bit. And that's kind of how it's been for me so far. Yeah, sure. That's very cool. Yeah. And um, so... Caleb, can you tell me a little bit about growing up in India and Malaysia and all that? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, my, my parents moved to India and wanted to go somewhere where, like, no one else had ever been or uh, there was no one being there. And I think that's a story that most people would share as well. As, uh, but we, when we went there, it was, you know, dirt poor, nothing really there. Um, but my parents started a business to hire artisans and whatnot. Um, so that they could have a job and they could um, make a living for their family and send their kids to school. And that was kind of the idea and the goal. And through, the, because in India you can't actually live there without being, uh, without having a proper reason, uh, we had to have, the business was kind of our cover for going there and, and allowing us to, to work with these people. Um, and and from my experience of it was was different than my parents because I didn't have the stress of trying to start and run a business. I quite enjoyed India. I found it very peaceful. Um, peaceful is as a relative term. Obviously, it's quite chaotic there, but I found it peaceful in that there, there wasn't the stress of, of what I've now found out to be, you know, Western high school and, like, Western growing up. I find that way more chaotic than any of the busy streets and the honking that happened down in India. Like, the, the true chaos as opposed to like this emotional chaos that I kind of ran into when I came into the, the Northern and Western lifestyle, I guess. Mm. So it yeah. sounds like, it sounds like India was more of a uh, simple kind of peaceful. Yeah, it, it was simple, but in that, in its simplicity, quite, you know, busy and chaotic, but still you understood kind of why and what was happening. Mm. Interesting. So what were some of your favorite um, experiences or favorite parts of growing up as a TCK? Um, I found that being a TCK, there was a lot of people I got to meet and a lot of friends that 
I, I think lots of people in other situations wouldn't quite be able to, to meet as many different kinds of people. And I think that that's a pretty stereotypical answer for people who have lived in many places across the world. But there, there's something about knowing and um, just understanding different cultures that can be quite valuable later on. And I, I think even as a kid, I, I appreciated that. Um, and that was one of the fav one of my favorite things about it was always being able to meet new people. And I always loved seeing the differences in people, I guess. Mm, that's very cool. Yeah, I like actually. Well, I've had a hard time since coming to Canada with um, with friend groups in the sense that I find that a lot of them tend to be the same, or like, like I find that there's not a ton of diversity, and that's not a a diss. It's just to me, I've I've lived with so many different kinds of people. I find it strange to 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 be around people who all seem to to like and say the same stuff. And I, currently right now, like, my friend group consists of, like, this Japanese guy, some guy who just come from Brazil. And I, I find that as as I've, you know, had that experience and I've come here, I, I kind of still stick with it even though it's not the natural way things go. You still tend to, I tend to gravitate towards, you know, diverse people and different kinds of groups of friends and stuff. It's kind of something that's stuck with me. Hmm. Do you find that um, in your um, – do you find that you have access to that kind of a community at your school? Yeah, yeah. Actually, all those people I have actually met at my school. And, it, and it's – I think, you know, the West Western world is becoming such a mixing pot. It's almost now – it's kind of a good place for uh, third culture kids because they get – there's so many different people all over the place. Um, but then, of course, you can find people who are all the same. It, it's just a good it's a good, it's a good place to to be if you know what you want and what you're what you're like, and you can find the people you need to be with, or the people that you know make you the most happy. I suppose. Hmm. That's very cool. Going back to a couple of things you said. Um, number one, you said that you know it may be cliche to say this, and I feel like a lot of TCKs do um, espouse. Um, that it's all about the people and the relationships that you make growing up and traveling the world. Um, but I feel like there's something anecdotally significant about that. You know, I feel like that's just a, the significant part of the TCK experience that um, you kind of have to take into consideration when you're, um, for families who are thinking about going overseas, like this is going to be one of the things that sticks with your kids. And for um, TCKs who are currently living living in a multicultural context, um, just something to be aware of that, you know, relationships really, relationships really matter and relationships stick with you um, emotionally, yeah, if not, sure. if not, um, if not geographically. And so pay attention, you can pay attention to that and um, try to maximize those relationships. So yeah, definitely, definitely. And something I've kind of more started to learn than I, I knew before, like going to be gone was a piece about saying goodbyes um and that's that's mainly because i was very bad at maintaining those relationships with people that i had said goodbye to and the piece came from a, a very real place and i think it's i think it's still very viable for that emotion of having to say goodbye but i'm learning more now that those relationships are things i could have spent more time kind of holding on to and sticking with hmm. um and just like like just like you said, those relationships are very important, and it's easy to forget the the importance and what what those people meant to you 
when you're always traveling and leaving. Like, I don't think I ever became someone bitter who wouldn't make friends because he was afraid of saying goodbye. I don't think I really ended up there. But I did find I was becoming someone who would get to know someone very well, and then it, would be, it wouldn't be very difficult for me to just move on. And it's a it's a weird duplicity because it sounds like a good thing, but I think I think there is value in understanding how much meaning that friend had for you and putting effort into hanging onto them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's just that's probably been my most recent kind of journey as a TCK was was understanding that I've said goodbye to all these people, but I need to I still hold on to them as people who are valuable in my life, not just move on per se, just to forget and keep going mm. and I feel like that's a part of um, healthy goodbyes is like you're talking about uh, honoring the significance that that relationship had I feel like in the process of saying goodbye to people it's a really healthy practice to honor the significance of a relationship and um, if someone was an acquaintance and you want to say goodbye, then a quick like wave, you know, but if someone was yeah. a more significant friend then like honoring that friendship and explaining to that person what you, the friendship and the relationship has meant to you, I feel like that can be um, sort of healing through the pain that um, you realize what you're letting go of and you realize what you're losing. Um, yeah. At the, same, sure. at the same time, it's um, the relationship is honored for what it was. Or is, yeah, definitely, definitely. But you, you were a third culture kid as well, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Slash, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I would say that it's it's so true that we need to you know do, understand and value the importance of the relationship. But it's also quite challenging in the sense that for some people, we've built so many in so many different places that it can it can. And I think one of the lines I used in my uh, spoken word was like. Uh, spread out so thin like butter over mm -hmm. too much toast. I can't remember. It was probably more poetic than that, mm -hmm. but it's still, a, it's a, it's a symbol to show like it, it is challenging. And I would say it's almost more painful to, to, to value those relationships once you've said goodbye than to just cut them out. Um, but yes. it, it's something that may kind of needs to, needs to be done. And the more painful way can sometimes be the more healthy way sometimes. Yeah. which is, seems seems like an oxymoron or almost um, illogical. But Yeah, it's, I, I agree with you 100%, though. And speaking of hard things, what would you say is, has been the hardest part of being a TCK in your personal experience? Mm. Well, I, th I think we were talking about one right there, but if I was to name another one, um, it would be probably uh, finding a culture I can feel comfortable in. That's a difficult one that I find I still struggle with. And I find myself emulating people that I might not necessarily want to be like, but they seem to be ingrained in a culture. And there's something deep in all of us that wants to find a, a, a identity or a, like a, something that can help us understand who we are more as a person. And that's another kind of journey I've been going through is that uh, maybe I won't quite fit into a culture and I don't need to emulate people or try to copy. And oftentimes when you try to copy, you get caught up in a lot of um, anxiety of being like, is this what I should do, what I shouldn't do? 
um, and kind of overthinking things because of trying to understand how to fit into a culture, if that makes any sense. Oh, totally. It's like, is this, you know, is this right? Is it wrong? Um, what am I, yeah, what yeah. I'm trying, is it working? And, um, what am I really accomplishing by engaging in these behaviors? Yeah, exactly. And, and from that, I think I, I've grown to struggle with some, some anxiety that I didn't normally have. Uh, mm -hmm. but also with time that kind of heals and you kind of figure things out as you go. And I think that that's the biggest thing <laughs> with the TCK is just you figure things out as you go. Our minds are always kind of working to, to solve and figure out kind of who we are and where we're going and what's what's happening around us. Absolutely. One of the TCK classic strengths is adaptability, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I remember as a kid, I, I was quite concerned because uh, every new school that I had gone into, I felt like a completely different person because I would adapt to you know, whatever the culture felt like. And I would spend probably the first two, three weeks being fairly quiet. And then after the third week, I'd probably figure out who I was going to try to be. And then that's who I would stick with for the next, however long I was at that school. Um, which I don't think I was being disingenuous. I think it was truly me to figure out kind of who I was, but it was also fake in the sense that I was just choosing what everyone would like and then I would cut out all the parts I felt wouldn't fit or wouldn't people wouldn't like. Mm. I hear that. And that can be quite quite stressful for someone because then again you're you're performing. And I think performance is right. is a way to, to that leads into quite a lot of anxiety when you're doing it socially. Yes, absolutely. I hear you, Caleb. Oh my goodness. Um the performance that goes into uh, fitting in somewhere and you know what you're talking about that sense of um, a difficulty feeling comfortable in any one context um, whether that's a particular school or a particular country or a particular friend group I feel like that speaks into the identity piece in that where you belong is very much a part of who you are right yeah for sure for sure so not like we're grappling with any significant existential <laughs> issues here or anything. <laughs> oh man, um, Caleb, I was I was gonna ask, um, would you be comfortable sharing some of uh, going to be gone with us? Yeah, for sure, I can do that. I can do that. Um. I'll let the car drive by. All right. Going to be gone. <clears throat> Hi. My name is John, and I'm going to be gone soon. I've played the tune of goodbye so many times my introductions begin with an end. I've had friends hold on so tight they just end up bruising my heart, so I'll make sure a goodbye takes part in my hello. I'll make sure I let them know that my name and my future before I rupture my heart over another friend I cannot keep. So my seeping heart refuses to let people in because an exit wound is too much to bear. And if someone was to say I don't care, they would be wrong. My heart longs for friendships and love, but is continually undone by the plane ride that divides me from commitment. So my name is John, and I'm going to be gone soon. Because my high was shaped by plane rides, and hello was molded by the yellow pages I constantly left behind. I have friends I've never met because seeing meant being there, and there was something I never was. So my closest friends were phantoms that mirrored friendship without the requirement of presence. 
You see, I met a girl the first day in Budapest. Her eyes were a place for mine to rest, so I second-guessed myself and I allowed my unrefined introduction. Hi, my name's John, what's yours? I allowed my heart's arms to be open, revealing the sores and scars that boomed goodbye. My name's Rachel, she replied. Rachel's smile filed its way into the prison bars of my heart. The corners of her smile each connected to my heartstrings, so each twitch and laugh caused my heart to jump and jolt, waking it up again. Rachel's fingers were needles and threads as she hemmed pieces of herself into the holes of my heart. She would lie in the grass, looking up in the stars, saying each was a person, but that one, that one is ours. Her face gleamed in starlight, and her eyes were flames that tamed the pain of loss. It was a dream that we lived, but it wasn't without a cost. Hey, John. I'm going to be gone soon. Immediately, the hand-grafted skin that had been the fabric keeping my heart together was removed, leaving me with a heart of holes, meaning half a whole heart was told apart simply by a goodbye, so I was left to lie alone looking at the stars we called our own. My name is John, and all I want is a home. I spend too many nights in hotel homes that cost pieces of my hearts, and at checkout, I leave them behind. So at this point, my heart spreads so thin across the world, starting to feel like butter on too much bread. It tastes like it's not even there anymore. Like the potency of my heart is stretched so fine, each country of mine can only get a minuscule amount. So I count my blessing and losses and refuse to see anything but my pain, so I can gain the pity of myself. And if my heart hurts so much, but it feels like it's not there, then why even bother with it? So I suppress it, making sure its death is silent and maybe without it, the pain would just leave. Then maybe my bones are strong enough to reprive the lack of a heart. So my name is John and I'm going to be gone soon. I say it without tune or song and deep down, I know how it's wrong. But feeling nothing seems so much better than feeling the clipped wings that stopped you from taking flight in love and friendship. Being numb is so much better than remembering my goodbyes, yet it feels so like a bunch of lies that pile themselves up in front of me present the claim that I still feel. I wish I didn't, but as the layers peel and the fatigue starts to steal my resolve, all the problems I, throw, I thought throwing my heart away solved came rushing back. I was down on the train tracks, running if the pain racked up enough points and points to place me on a leaderboard somewhere. I couldn't hide the tears in my heart that friends left there, and no person could do patchwork good enough to last. I was stuck with the future to live, but pain in my past. My name's John, and I don't know how long I can last. I need a cast on my heart to hold it together, because right now there's too many holes for it to stand on its own. And right now, my heart matches my skin tone. It's peeling, losing blood fast, and it feels like there's nothing I can do about it. So the moments before I think about the end, the thoughts before the curtains fall, I realize there is another way to make my heart mend. My name is John, and I've been gone so long I forgot the reasons why. I've been crossing country lines with my parents' intent in mind, but never did I think of it as my own. Forgot all the people in poverty and how we told them there was a home. How every face had a place to go when they were weak. How every heart could stop seeking a hospital for it to heal in. Because when it, when it came to what's real, my parents let them know that God was there. That every tear in their heart was just a part of how we fell. And just because we fell doesn't mean we tell ourselves it's over. We took to God to be the medic. 
to bend his knees and heal the sick, to look deep into the thick darkness that we cloud ourselves with, to shine a light down a path that leads to home. My name is John and my faith is my own. I don't have a physical home, but I know that no matter where I go, my heart has a place to rest. That the crest of each mountain I climb, there's a downhill so I can ride. And in both, God follows close. So now, now my heart can boast of being healed. That it is full and reeled closer and closer to God's own heart. A friend that will never leave, a love that will never depart. And I can share that. I can share that like beauty and art plastered on the walls of my actions to take stands with the factions of people I have to say goodbye to. But it doesn't have to hurt anymore. I have a healer that never leaves to comfort each sore, and I, before I can say goodbye, I have the chance to change a life. So my name's John, and I'm going to be gone soon. But first, this is my heart. I'll take it to show and tell so the great work of God can be told. And I'll hold it high so people cannot deny that it's the whole. And when I say my goodbye, I can say it without the lie of numbness. I can say it without the pain that's loveless. But I can say it with the joy because there's a life changed because of mine. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it went really well. You see, guys, you see what I mean? Wasn't that kind of gripping? I mean, ah, it's speaks very much to what so many TCKs have said here on the podcast is the hardest part of being a TCK and that's letting go of relationships. It's something that never gets easier. And you've definitely captured that beautifully in that, um, you know, it never gets easier. It never, never, like the pain never stops. um, Yeah, for sure. Stops messing with you. But um, yeah. Um. If you're listening to this and you want the link to going to be gone so you can listen to that again, I mean, you could just rewind the podcast. But to hear it in superior (laughs) audio quality, I will share a link on tckcare.com on this episode. Um, So um, you can check that out, and I'll link to where you can find that um, on YouTube. I think it's got some music in the background as well. Yeah, there you go. Which, Which helps with it a little bit. There you go. And a little higher-pitched voice of mine. <laughs> uh, one, f- uh, So that was amazing. I'm still processing, and it's going to take me a while. I'll probably have to go back and listen to it as well. Um, but for now, if we, you know, as we're sort of winding down on this uh, episode, Caleb, I wanted to ask you, um, what advice would you give other TCKs for living an abundant life? Ooh, living an abundant life? Um. Trust that you'll figure it out. <laughs> I think every TCK's journey is is so vastly different from the last person's, but also has co- like quite has a lot of similarities, but has almost just as equal differences. And kind of, I was reading the Bible recently, and and the whole you know I clothe the lilies of the field, so like who can add a cubic to their life about worrying or by stressing, and. I think if you if you keep your eyes set on your goal and kind of, um, in my case, God and kind of whoever or whatever you your goals are, I think you will figure it out and you'll be bound to kind of reach some kind of achievement because, you know, God is guiding you and God is teaching you the lessons you're going to need to learn to be who you need to be. So for me, it's just, an, it's just faith that um, I can be who I am right now 
and as I make mistakes, that it's just another lesson that'll get me to who and what I'm supposed to be. Hmm. It sounds like that kind of um, counteract some of the anxiety, you know, trusting that you're in the right place for yourself and that you're on the right journey for your, your own story um, and that things are going to yeah, work out in the end somehow. I feel like that really yeah. kind of goes against some of the, like we were talking about earlier, some of the performance anxiety. Yeah, definitely. Because as you said, TCKs are very adaptable and you need to know what to adapt to. So if you can make the foundation you're trying to, or the, the, the cast or the mold you're trying to form into be one that's, you know, the solid rock of God I stand, then then you'll be in a good place because you can adapt to that. You can mold into it. Yes, come on. Preach. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you again, Caleb, so much for taking the time out of your day to speak with us um, and yeah, for no sharing, sharing uh, Going to Be Gone too. Um, love it. Well, thanks for having me. I was excited to do this when you messaged me. I was, I was surprised too. <laughs> good deal. You've been listening to TCK Care, the podcast with me, Stephen Black, as we share stories and strategies for supporting TCKs. Hosting and producing TCK Care, the podcast is a part of my ministry, which is made possible by the generous support of my financial partners. If you would like to make a one-time or recurring pledge, please go to tckcare.com slash give. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, rate it on your favorite podcast app, and stay tuned for more TCK Care coming up next week.